0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Let some things be retrograde. Guys, welcome back. This is That's So Retrograde. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Cott.
1: Hi, guys. I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are so excited to be back here because we have the
0: 2021 Astro Update coming at you. I feel like this is the core reason people listen. They might be the only reason. (laughs) (laughs) They want to know. They want to hear from our guest today, Ambie Kavanaugh, who will be joining us shortly. First, Steph, what's up? What's new? Tell me what's going on. Well, I spent the
1: first three weeks of the year with a rib injury. That was an interesting thing to nurse back to health. you
0: mentioned that. Okay, so tell me, what are you doing Maybe there's some fellow rib injury havers at home who raise need your hand to if you're
1: 35 and you didn't go snowboarding for a decade and then you got back on the mountain and acted as though you were a teenager.
0: Just me. Okay, there's a cool. chorus of hands. <laughs> so, what are some things you've done?
1: Okay. Well, of course I went to Cliff ASAP. I got in there and was like, I, co- I felt like I was being stabbed from the inside with my own rib cage. So that was like very unpleasant. Wow. And he wasn't even really able to give me an adjustment until the second time I saw him. The first time he just kind of like touched me in a healing yeah. way.
0: Hold, pause. Cliff, if you guys don't know, is he's like a somatic healer slash body healer slash everything healer that Steph and I swear by. Yeah. He has a asterisk that.
1: And we have an episode with him, Cliff Matsuno. He's incredible. So I went to him, but then mostly I just did ice packs, heat packs on interval exchange. Mm -hmm. I did like many magnesium soaks, you know, those magnesium flakes from ancient minerals. Absolutely incredible with mixed with Epsom salts. And then I went to infrared sauna a bunch of times. And I also used my low Roxburgh foam roller like... I didn't, you can't roll on the injury itself, but when you injure any part of your body, the rest of your body like starts to overcompensate and clench and like use its musculature to try to strengthen yourself. So I, so the, my back was like clenching so tightly. So I just like gently laid on that. I swear for maybe like two hours a night. Like I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I like ate an edible and then just like laid on the foam roller and like left this planet and Though it was, and I wore a brace, but though it was like very kind of annoying and painful, I also have to say that there was something that needed to happen as far as like easing into the year. You know, as we talked about with Remington, it was a very, the year really came in pretty hot. And I'm sure that Ambie will also speak to that. But it almost felt like coming out of 2020 and into 2021, like I, it was weird. Like I've I've hurt myself, but then I was like tripping over everything and like walking into things. And it was like, I was moving so quickly, but my like, I don't know. I was like,
0: you had a forced slowdown.
1: Yeah. And my rib was like, you need to chill the fuck out. And Mm -hmm. then it was also interesting to like have to ask for help. Like I needed my neighbor to like put my water in my water jug and like all these different little things that are like normally very uncomfortable for me kind of showed up. So, but now it's the 19th and I'm like almost better. So that's my update.
0: That's great. What about you? Feeling better. Those are good tips. Oh, well, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I'm back doing a second round of The Artist's Way with the same group. And what's, and so how we decided to do it this time, instead of having like one group leader on our Zoom meetings each week, everyone in the group is leading. And so I'm leading my first one today. And I'm like weirdly nervous about it. Oh my God, cute. I'm like, how do I talk in front of a group? I don't know, like all of these funny things. But um, I'm like, I think the fact that it kind of made me a little like trepidatious was probably a really good sign that I needed to go first and do the first one. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten a lot of messages with a lot of people starting. And so I will say this, when it comes to the group thing, and what we're doing differently this time, is when we would check in every week, we would always do the check-in that they talk about in the book, which is how many days did you do morning pages and what did you do for your artist date and like anything else that came up. So we're doing that. We're throwing that in the WhatsApp group and then actually having the check-ins as a group be kind of more choose your own adventure based on who's leading it. So coming in gentle with a week one being just like talking about the homework in whatever capacity. Nice. There's like always six homework things. So you can, and Julia says to choose either like the one that speaks to you the most and also the one that scares you the most. So.
1: Just want to say, I have total faith that you have the potential to lead a group.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I needed just that little boost of confidence, but it's so funny. I was like, oh man, that's today. Woo. Oh
1: yeah. man. So, you got it. Here
0: we are. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. You're I'm excited welcome. about it. Cool. I think, like, we all need to find little tiny ways to move out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. via a Zoom chat.
1: For sure. You know what's out of my comfort zone is Zoom. So here we are.
0: In general. Just <laughs> in general. Okay. And joining us on our Zoom today, we couldn't be more thrilled to be welcoming back to the show probably one of the most episodes of any guest, Ambi Kavanaugh.
1: I just lit her candle. Oh, my God. Ah. Amby, hi. Welcome back. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. So, you know, every year we like to check in with you and have have a little cosmic overview of what's to kind of be expected uh, energetically for this year. And I know last year was so crazy because we had you on in the beginning of the year. We really didn't know what was coming and you had said a lot of things. You didn't say COVID directly, obviously, but there was hints that something very large as far as a shift was going to occur. And well,
0: I think the word used was reckoning. Mm, Yes. (laughs) I will say. If Mm -hmm. that uh, stood out in my mind at all, I'm like, yes, it was. Yes,
2: I mean, it's crazy. Well, thanks for having me on. Full stop. And thanks for having me back. And what a year it's been since we I last came on and spoke to you. Listen, I certainly did not see it was going to be a virus, and I wouldn't even pretend to say that I did. um I just knew that Saturn meeting with uh, you know Pluto last year in Capricorn was going to be like something catastrophic in many ways that would just be the reckoning and unfortunately you know it was unavoidable it was unavoidable and I think that's the thing with cosmic consciousness is to know when you have an idea of what's coming even if you don't know exactly what's coming if you understand the general energies you can ride out those waves and so I think to me knowledge is power that is living with cosmic consciousness that is the essence of sort of soul astrology and so I like kind of looking at the year as a whole and kind of going, okay, let me just uh, prepare myself as to how I'm going to ride these waves. And, you know, look, I wish I could turn around and say for this year, okay, everyone, like, you know, it's going to be completely different and it's just going to be a rebirth. And simply because we have a new administration that all the problems in the world are going to go and everything's going, to you know, we have a vaccine and that's going to fix all of our problems in magic bullet. And unfortunately, I can't say that. Um, what I can say is that, for those of you who are in tune, which I think all of your audience and listeners and community are, that pay attention to what's happening astrologically, that pay attention to the energetic shifts. I'm sure that everyone tapped into that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction.
1: Oh, which wait. The- Timeout. What the hell? We t- I texted you right after this. I and I was like, uh, I just channeled the craziest energy of all time. And then I actually recorded myself channeling it and listen back to it like a couple of days ago. And I mean, I'm, I feel like it came in hot and now it's like dispersing in a way and it's integrating. Yeah. Okay, for those
0: of us who like don't know what that is.
1: So
2: Jupiter. And so when we, when we knew at the beginning of 2020, we had Pluto and Saturn meet together in Capricorn. So Pluto being the destroyer the planet that has the energy of death and destruction, but rebirth and Saturn being all of our structures, the patriarchy, the powers that be. So with those two colliding, it was like the death of those structures as we knew it. Really intense, called a conjunction. We astrologers knew that at the end of the year, we would have this other conjunction, this other meeting of two planets. And this time, it would be Saturn structures, the powers that be, the patriarchal systems and structures that are in place, Meeting up with Jupiter, but this time Jupiter is the planet of healing, transformation, like positive transformation, miracles, abundance, expansion, justice. But this time they were meeting in the sign of Aquarius. So it's away from that earth energy, which is Capricorn, and into the sign that's about humanity, about groups, about our tribe, and really we are one human tribe. And so if it was as though The button that got pressed at the beginning of the year was like a destruction button, which I think we all felt. I felt it. I mean, the the Pluto Saturn conjunction took place around the eclipse. And it was just like, whoa, you know, this is just like super intense. And then we saw what happened. Whereas at the end of the year, what Steph's talking about, and I experienced it too, and I'm sure many other people did too, is that on the darkest day of the year, which is the winter solstice, when we start to see a return to the light, these two planets met up, this this hopeful planet, Jupiter, this healer, this expander, this justice bringer, met up with Saturn in this new sign, giving us a reset. So it was like destruction and then reset. And the reset really was about us resetting us, moving into this new paradigm and this new way of living and operating that is not going to be totally visible or in place obviously immediately but for those of us that are sensitive that have been on this journey for a while and doing this work we would have felt that surge of energy as we were sort of lifted energetically into a new way of operating and being and certainly on a personal level like what Steph has said I have felt a complete shift a complete shift in my energy not that nothing has particularly changed per se in my day-to-day life but just an enormous shift that has made me look at everything through consciousness because, you know, Aquarius is the air science for our thoughts and ideas in a completely different way that is allowing my outside world to begin to transform. And I know that just as I'm feeling this on an individual level, this is happening collectively for all of us.
1: You know, Certainly. I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, obviously like the COVID of it all is like is the dominant narrative that kind of makes us feel like the world is actually still like so grim and so awful. But if we look outside of that and we see other things that are happening in the world, we do see that things are changing and I think it it would do us well to look for other information not has nothing to do with covid just about structures in the world and being like okay though we're dealing with this virus and we're trying to figure out how to like mitigate it there's also like hope for the collective and I I just I look to aquarius for that You know, kind of north star of like, okay, there's expansion, there's change, we're coming together, we're having bigger collective conversations. And it's just hard to see that through the lens of like, you know.
0: As in the dawning of the age of. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, it's hard to see that because obviously we are
2: still, I mean, think of it like this, guys. If 2020 was the year that everything, because we knew it had to be destroyed and all the darkness had to come up, we're still in the ashes period, right? There is a rebirth that's going on, but the phoenix must rise from the ashes to be reborn. And that's what's happening this year. This year, when I was thinking of themes um, for our discussion, um, I was thinking about all the astrology themes that I discussed with my community at the beginning of the year. And that's that it's a year of radical change, but it's also a year of creation and integration. So this Mm -hmm. innovation that you're talking about, Steph, is very much part of the energy of this year. Last year was about what is wrong. This year is about what are the solutions right Mm -hmm. what are the solutions and how can we all be part of creating those solutions for our own lives and for the world at large and how can we also integrate the energies that whether we realized it or not we all received it the world received it these uh, this energetic shift that we see how can we integrate that in our day-to-day lives so that we live not as we were living and operating for so many years pre-COVID, like on autopilot, this is what I do, this is what I don't do, I work five. I do this, or I, I fill my diary with all these appointments, all of these, but just operating in a different way, operating with more consciousness. And that is happening, I think, on an individual level for all of us, but it's also happening on a collective level where we're realising that, you know, I think the gift that COVID gave us, it's weird to say that it's a gift because obviously there's so much destruction, but everything has a blessing wrapped up in it. And the gift is understanding that interconnectedness. And that's what Aquarius is about. It's understanding that what happens to somebody in China, butterfly effect, can affect somebody in Australia and in Timbuktu and in France and in England and in America. And understanding that we are interconnected, we are one human race, we are one tribe together. And we have to move away from this separateness, this division to come together. If we put this energy that we're putting into what separates us from others if we put it into what unites us and the solutions that are needed for the problems that we collectively face global warming climate change poverty like food waste all of these things that are education you know how to lower crime rates if we put our energy towards the solutions we would literally be living as though it was heaven on earth and You know, I know we're moving in that direction. So I have an enormous amount of hope for this year. But I also want to be really honest with everybody because I think honesty is, you know, really important that it's not that, you know, oh, Jupiter and Saturn met together conjuncted in Aquarius and that it's reset, your life is now going to be perfect. The systems are going to completely change or we're going to eradicate this global issue or this problem or this hatred or this division. It's going to take time because we are still clearing up those ashes in order to be able to rise once again. All
1: right, guys, this is the point of our show. We take a little break and we give some love to our partners and sponsors who make this show possible, who make it possible for Elizabeth and I to show up to you guys and also eat food and buy stuff for our homes. So we really appreciate you listening and we curate these so that everything we're talking about is something that we think is super cool that you'll really, really like. So right now we're talking about Usual Wines. Usual Wines is a new partner and we're so stoked to have them. As you know, I'm a big fan of drinking wine. Usual Wines is really, really, really cute. They are wines for the modern drinker. So each bottle is 6.3 ounces. It's really like a heavy pour or about a glass and a half of wine. There's no more pouring wine down the sink when you don't want to finish the bottle because of the single serving format and bottle design. Usual is always fresh and is you'll never get that like flat taste or stale rosé. Or sometimes I'll have like a glass of wine and then not realize that I have the bottle. And then like a week goes by and it's, it's spoiled and it's really sad. So this is no more on that problem. We have a red blend, a rosé and a sparkling white wine called Brut. We also have Usual Spritz, which is a low alcohol, 8.5. Alcohol by volume, low calorie wine spritzer that's made of sparkling wine and guava juice. What you need to know about usual is that they are made from world class AVAs. AVAs are American viticultural area in California, like Napa, Sonoma, and Santa Barbara, and are made with minimal intervention, zero sugar, and zero additives. They are picked at optimal ripeness to ensure all sugar will be fermented completely until the wines are dry with no residual sugar. All that is left over is delicious, clean wine. And they are just a joy. They're so fun to drink. I'm so excited that I have them. It's great for myself or for entertaining guests. And listen, this is the year where drinking wine—a glass of wine a night—I think is great for you. So I think I'm pretty sure. I mean, I'm doing fine. So I think you can trust me. All right, guys, go to www.usualwines.com and use code retrograde, and you'll get eight dollars off your first order. I tried the Mixed Pack, and it's been a true delight. So head on over, usualwines.com, use code retrograde, and you'll get
0: $8 off your first order. How's your mental health? Mine's back and forth, actually. And it's so important that we have someone to talk to, which is why I'm so, so, so grateful that Talkspace is one of our partners for that. So Retrograde. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. Depending on the plan you choose, you can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. You can be as Cody as you need to be. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of our homes. I mean, we're home anyway, so why not? It's also super affordable. It costs a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy, and you can get in touch with your therapist twenty-four-seven, and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. They need two days off too for their mental health. It's also super secure and private. They use the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations. My therapist at Talkspace gave me practical guidance that really changed shit around for me for the better. I'm so glad that I found Talkspace and I got the support I need, and you can too. As a listener of That's So Retrograde, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code retrograde. You'll get $100 off your first month and show support for that. So retrograde, that's code retrograde, Talkspace.com. Okay, guys, as you guys know, Steph and I are both thirsty, thirsty girls. And that's why we're so elated to have Huzzah as a partner today to help make this show happen. Yes, Huzzah is our favorite seltzer water with added probiotics and with three grams of sugar or less because who wants to be drinking sugar? Not me. Okay. So as I said, Huzzah contains added probiotics to help support healthy digestion. When I stopped drinking, I started taking sparkling water and kombucha and putting it together on ice, just DIY at home. And then lo and behold, Huzzah just arrives into the world with three delicious flavors, raspberry and lemon, strawberry and hibiscus, and my favorite juicy pear. And now as I record this, I am drinking my juicy pear Huzzah, which I've stocked up on via their website, drinkhuzzah.com. That's H-U-Z-Z-A-H.com. And our listeners, we're getting 20% off the order at drinkhuzzah.com with the code retrograde. So, Huzzah is making this show possible. We're finding and discovering delicious, sparkling beverages that are low sugar, low calorie, if you're counting, it's under 15 calories, and serving our gut health. All these things. If you choose to drink alcohol, though, this would probably be a great mixer. Again, we've got 20% off Huzzah probiotic seltzer for our That's So Retrograde family use the code retrograde at drinkhuzzah, dot com. Now back to the show. Okay. So then let's
1: get into like the year kind of as overview. So you mentioned the inauguration and I know this is airing after that. So we really have no idea how that's kind of going to go down, but I would be interested to hear because I spoke with another astrologer friend and she was basically like the 20th is like the craziest astro day of all time. Yeah. I mean,
2: I wrote this which I write my reports a little bit before they come out. I wrote this at the towards the end of December when I said on my cosmic update for January 2021, which is available to all of Solitarology.com, it I wrote that the twentieth I was concerned about because it was an explosive, aggressive energy that day of Mars conjunct Uranus in Taurus. Yeah. And that energy is literally explosive rebellion violent like it's just it's got an explosive energy about it so I was really I have been very concerned about this the inauguration for a very long time now mm-hmm. but then when things boiled over last week I was like oh gosh it's like a taster of what's to come and I'm now hoping that that's going to mitigate what has been planned and what may have otherwise happened because what we saw that explosion that we saw on that day you know with the insurrection will hopefully have, have resulted in measures being taken and preventative measures being taken to keep things calmer but it's an explosive energy and it's one of, and, and that leads into one of the big themes this year astrologically the saturn squaring uranus okay so a square is a tough aspect it's an aspect that brings a lot of friction and a lot of tension and requires resolution that's not always easy and so with these two planets squaring each other three times this next year it's like this fight between freedom which is you know you're seeing a lot of that with people saying I want my freedom back I want this back it's freedom and the authority you know so and it's a fight between my individual rights and my liberation and my right to live how I want to be vaccinated to not be vaccinated to wear a mask to not wear a mask to travel to whatever it is that people want to do to vote you know I believe in this I believe in that whatever it is it's a fight between. People wanting their freedom in many senses and feeling constricted by the powers that be. And with that tension is going to come more than likely more social unrest. I mean, it just is what is going to happen. And I think that we're going to see it in waves. And I I do feel that just because the change in administration and the results of that, which will be, you know, different policies with regards to how the pandemic should be handled, things like enforced social. Or or lockdowns, whatever, in order to contain all these extra variants of the pandemic, I think that there will be a lot of rebellion and protest with people saying, no, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't believe it, whatever it is. And that's going to be quite difficult because at the moment, the energy Aquarius is a fixed sign, right? And so Saturn being an Aquarius and having that, that fixed energy, it's very much like people are, they're not mutable. They're not, they're not, they're not being flexible, they're not seeing like. Okay, you have this perspective, I have this perspective. How can we understand that we have different perspectives but deal with the reality that we have and and bend in certain ways to be flexible to operate with each other? People are, unfortunately, there's an energy of, of people not wanting to do that, you know And that's what's going to cause a lot of the friction and tension that we're going to see also. You know, I think that this is obvious. I talked about this last year. I think the economic things that were going to happen. But in March, when we had that energy where COVID lockdowns actually first happened and we had the economy sort of shut down and all this money get pushed into the economy because so many businesses were just unable to operate or people lost their jobs right away. Right. They didn't. They were unable to pay for themselves and things. We saw the economy take a massive battery. That energy is coming back this year and it's coming back and it will peak at sort of three times around February again in the summer and then and then November I think and then next October and the reality is is economically it's going to be a challenging time because you can't just expect that you know oh we're going to open up all the shops again and it's going to go back to normal it's like there was so much chaos that was caused last year that needs to be cleaned up there are businesses that have forever changed there are industries there are businesses that have forever closed there are industries that have forever changed and as a result of this operating and moving into this new era and paradigm there needs to be an integration period that will unfortunately mean there will be economic turbulence now whenever there's economic turbulence there also tends to be social unrest and you know uh, sort of protests and things like that so the two are very interlinked and I know this might sound quite depressing this year people might be like oh my gosh you know this sounds really scary but what you have to also look at and understand is that for us as individuals you know I feel like this year is about riding the waves It's about riding the waves and finding a creative outlet for our energy. It's about not falling into resistance because when we resist what is, we simply prolong the process for everybody else. Like, for example, some may find this controversial, but had there been a global, like there was in New Zealand, like had there been a global shutdown for three months last year, like a proper global shutdown of the entire world,
1: this thing would have been contained, right? But that speaks to the wealth problem because the only reason why that didn't happen is because they weren't giving people any money to stay at home. Like there was, the solution didn't match the shutdown.
2: And that comes into, that plays into what's necessary, which is what we're going to realize. And I know some people get very political about this because they think it's communism or socialism. And I certainly don't think it's that, but I think it's about understanding that not everyone has the same needs. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I saw something which I really liked, which really resonated with me last year, which is something about like at this moment in time, some people on a yacht, some people on a boat, some people on a dinghy and some people are barely using like a piece of debris as a raft. And to understand that and to understand that even though we're all going through the same things because of our economic means, you know, that would differ greatly, we're each experiencing in different ways. Someone else, yes, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean that just because you're extremely wealthy that you're not having other problems or facing other difficulties or challenges, but it's a very different challenge than somebody who literally cannot put food on their table, who is literally worrying about that. And I think that what has become more, you know, somebody's called COVID the great equalizer last year. And I thought- Madonna no. from a tub yeah, with Madonna. roses. Okay, well, Madonna, <laughs> sorry, but no, it's, no, it's not, not the great equalizer. Yeah. It's the okay? mark,
0: Madge. <laughs> you know, Madge and
2: I have sat together in, a long time ago in the past, um, and she probably doesn't know me. But I will say this, and I would say it to her face as well. No, it's not the great equalizer. It is, it is the reckoning that is showing us the inequality in our societies and Mm -hmm. the huge inequality and the huge gap between the rich and the poor Mm -hmm. right and that is something that is unacceptable you know and of all these people who say oh well you know this person for example that has been in a certain type of job and has done a certain job for 25 years let them just retrain and just try and do something else guess what at 65 that might not be easy for that person to do that and they still need to have income and to have Money coming in to pay for their needs, right? To to see themselves good, to have food food on the table, to have a roof over their head. But I think that there needs to be a great understanding that there is something fundamentally wrong when the wealth of one to two percent of the entire world is such that it's the wealth of like the other ninety percent, ninety percent of people, and that you've got people literally without. It's just it, it's it's an and you know again I don't want to get the
0: imbalance has been massively highlighted. in this time. So do you see, astrologically speaking, some equalization happening? Because now it's all in our face. We're seeing it. We're seeing people boasting about their vacations and just like living in this way that I think turns people's stomachs. And it's just highlighting the grossness of it. So now what are we going to do about it? So
2: now because this year it's about the creation and the integration, we know what the problem is. Exactly. As you said, what do we do about it? What we do about it is look at the systems that got destroyed last year in place, the systems of government, the systems of social welfare and social justice and all of these things. I know that people don't like to hear this, but I come from a country where, you know, I'm born and brought up in England, I'm English-Lankan, like we have healthcare for all people. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's abnormal to me that there is not um, free healthcare for everybody, that there is not, that these systems, that are in place. And I know that there's steps been taken to address that with Obamacare and things like that, but it's just like one needs to go even deeper than that. It, they need to go deeper than that, the powers that be. And people need to be taxed properly. Like, guess what? You, you, if you're making billions and billions of dollars, guess what? You know, yeah. you're going to have to pay more. To, like, you, you can't expect, you cannot rather than seeing it as being punished because guess what those people even if they were taxed at the higher rate and they weren't able to evade their avoid their taxes in all these different ways they still would be extraordinarily wealthy right they still would have extraordinary i understand they worked very hard they built their wealth they're keeping it in their generations i understand all of that energy but the point is is they still would be extremely wealthy beyond comprehension it's like how much more wealth do you hoard how much more do you hold on to to be living in a certain way when people who are you essentially are living in such an, another way. And it's and you know, you can say, Well, I'm I'm a good person, I pay my taxes, but I use an accountant to get out of whatever, whatever. I do a little donation to charity. I'm talking about certain people, right? But even if you're doing that, if you are fundamentally living from the consciousness of, well, I'm okay and I I do my bit, so I can't really worry about that person. That person's problem is your problem. When you see somebody that's living on the street that may be being violent towards you or something like that, it's because there's a whole history of what's happened to that person that's led them to being on the street, led them to being in that situation. And that normally starts with the fact that we don't have the social structures and systems in place to have this equality and fairness to take care of people who are the most vulnerable in our societies. If we took care of those people, we wouldn't have half the problems we have in place. And I'm not just talking about throwing money at them. It's about education. It's about giving people an opportunity. It's about allowing people the opportunity to rise above their circumstances. And it's about fairness and ultimately, equality, justice and fairness. So astrologically, I see that over the next three years, there are going to be steps taken towards this, but they are going to be met by, with a lot of resistance, because I think that what a lot of other people are looking at it, and again, this has come this fixed energy of this kind of combative energy is like, well, you're saying that you're going to help people, but really, you're just trying to control us all. And that's why you're putting all this money into the economy, or that's why you're doing X, Y, Z. So it's just going to be this kind of I think in a way, which is really sad to say, I think we're going to realize how much more separate we are than we've even realized, you know, in terms of our ideas and our ideologies. And there's going to have to be a lot of work done for us to come together this year. And I think that each of us listening, you know, each person listening to the podcast can do that on an individual level, understanding the power of what one does as an individual has a power on the collective. You know, do we argue with people on the internet? are we, you know, it's what we, you know, are we having, are we able to find any common mutual ground with others?
1: Common ground is the like thing that I keep circling back to because like there's people that I'm close friends with. Even Elizabeth and I, we don't totally see eye to eye on the way that we're dealing with our current situation, but like the the idea that i see people in in the in the spiritual community and this is really really what upsets me is they go online and they're calling people names like people within the conscious community yelling at each other and i'm just like this is not going to i know we're all upset i know we're frustrated i know we're fed up with the situation but like going online and yelling at each other we have to be the people that lead by example at the very least as far as like respecting You know, there's that argument of like, well, what you do as an individual affects the collective. Yes, but also letting someone be an individual in their sovereign body is also equally as important as demanding that they do what you think they need to do for the collective. And I think that's like the what I see from the conversation is almost more explosive duality. Mm -hmm. And like my heart wish is that there's a level of like whatever the third is needs to come into play.
2: No, I mean I, I think I think sadly that is that is spot on in many ways. And I don't think that there's an easy resolution. What I am doing myself personally is noticing when I'm triggered and trying to understand what it is that's triggering me and, and understand that when I feel a deep emotion, maybe of anger, of judgment, of hatred, of whatever, that I must understand that I could I could say I'm right, right? I could be like, well, this person did something terrible, whatever. But I must also understand that those feelings that I'm feeling are showing me something to clear from myself. And I think mm-hmm. that's part of it. the other thing is, is yes, you know, I have plenty of friends who are not approaching the pandemic in the same way as I am. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I found that, you know, we kind of there was a little bit of snipiness in some of our conversations and things. So what I've had to learn to do, and I think they've had to learn to do is remember why we're friends. Remember that we love each other and remember that we're in having very different experiences. I was a new mum last year in the pandemic. That's a whole level of different level of anxiety and uncertainty because I've never course. been in that situation before. I can't even
0: imagine. It was just, you know. be a mom for the first time and have this collective experience for the uh, first time, double whammy.
2: Just insane and totally yeah. added to all the postpartum stuff that I went through. But, you know, I've had to understand that even though I don't think that, you know, I wouldn't do what my friend does. And, and, you know, I wouldn't necessarily, it's not like I'm going to meet up with my friend and be like, hey, yeah, I'm fine with being that. I'm like, whatever. doesn't mean that she doesn't love me and I don't love her and that we can't find common ground as to how to connect and get through this because I think the biggest gift we could give to society is to have our friendship be intact when this is over. And so and the other question for everyone to ask is, you know, I think that so much in the spiritual community and the wellness community has been exposed last year. Um, with, with everything astrologically that went on, and it's continuing to be exposed of just sort of how navel-gazing it is, how selfish it is, how, how commercialized it is, and how the opposite of, it's the opposite of spirituality. Like We need to see more wellness for the sake of wholeness rather than sort of wellness for the sake of my own. And that's not to say that, you know, anyone that's listening or anyone that's on their journey of personal development, why shouldn't they try and heal themselves and heal their lives and manifest things they want? But we have to understand, it's not just about us. It doesn't matter if I get everything I want in my life. If somebody down the road is not getting everything they want in their life or is having a really hard time, their life and my life could collide at some point, not in the nicest of ways. It could have a detrimental impact on me. And it's in my interest to be caring about them, love their neighbor as thyself. You know, it really kind of comes down to that simple statement. And I think that for each of us, we have a gift to share with the world. You know, everyone listening to this podcast has a gift to share with the world that is a gift that, that is theirs and that them pursuing that will allow them to align with their sole purpose, but will also allow them to contribute to the world. And I think just being a little bit less selfish with our desires when manifesting this year would help us all enormously and help mm-hmm. the world.
0: Well said. Thank you for saying that. And I'm also happy you mentioned just the wellness community that in a broad strokes way as a whole because it's been very disappointing from where i sit the just the inaccuracy that's being spread around is is been really disheartening
1: yeah i think it's been and i
0: think that that's another thing irresponsible irresponsible and i think that's another thing this year which is
2: really crazy is that the energy of this year you know 2020 basically advanced us with our our lives online in a way that we would otherwise have advanced probably over the next three to five years and I think with any gift is also the potential for a curse right and the gift of it has been so many people have turned their platforms online and you know we're communicating in different ways and we're able to have businesses online and work in a different way and not go to all that's great but what's also dangerous about that is that we're in a complete unregulated worldwide web where anyone can say anything and it has absolutely no basis in fact, but it is made to sound like it is factual. And without any kind of fact checking, particularly on social media, you know, something can go viral that can influence a lot of people in the wrong way, because it's not based on truth, that is really dangerous, you know, like conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories.
1: But I also have to say that there's something beautiful about that, because there is also, I'm not trying to perpetuate any conspiracy theory, but I because i i also think that we have a really big problem in that like healthy skepticism has been conflated into conspiracy because of the influence of like the q community and that's like a different issue which i find to be very problematic in terms of like skepticism questioning digging deeper there's nothing wrong with that but then in the in the world where there is this whole other entity it all gets lumped together so I just want to speak in a positive sense for the freedom of the internet, because on the other hand, we have mainstream, which is bought and paid for in a lot of ways. And so it's dictated by the owners of, we know that there that there's a lot of money in mainstream media, and these all have interests outside of anything that's really for us. And so I think that It's very interesting needing to have to parse through the internet to like go really deep, check your sources, go through it. The freedom of that is a beautiful thing because otherwise we have North Korea where we only get to read what they tell us to read. And that's something very dangerous as well. So I, 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 I understand that and I agree that a lot of false information is passed around on the internet and that's very unfortunate because, I mean, we all watch The Social Dilemma, right? We all know how crazy it is, how you can just like click through a bunch of articles that are not real. But at the same time, I'm very grateful for the internet because I personally find the mainstream narrative to be extremely like fear-mongery and I just, I'll be on board with CNN when I hear them do an entire special on health. Until then, I'm like you're fucking badgering me, and I don't understand why you're not talking about anything positive. No,
2: I I I understand what you're saying, and I think that you know, just speaking in it from a purely astrological perspective, yeah. Though one of the things that I'm concerned about is that the moon's nodes, which is basically they are mathematical points, but where, where they they're where the eclipses take, are taking place, are this year squaring Neptune, and Neptune is the planet of deception and illusion and basically deceit it's like we can't see things very clearly and and the way that these two the moons the nodes so the eclipses are taking place in the Sagittarius and Gemini axis when Sagittarius and Gemini axis is, is, axis is really about information it's really about the spreading of teachings and knowledge and wisdom those squares to Neptune to me speak of you know the radicalization of more people the spreading of kind of cults, to be honest with you, the use of the internet as a platform to create more cults, to take to create more extremist platforms that are actually taking advantage of a lot of vulnerable people who are, you know, well-meaning but vulnerable and might not be in the best place themselves, and disseminating information in a way that doesn't really help anyone it may help further their cause but it's false information like it's going to be that discernment is another word that comes up for this year you have Mm. to be like so I agree with you Steph some of the astrology this year is almost exactly the same as the astrology when there was a civil war fight between the north and the south yeah um you know there's some aspects which are very similar there is I say this as a non-American who is very grateful to have my life here and is becoming an American citizen over the next couple of years and I'm this is my country now, you know, I am, I am the dreamer, the immigrant, you know, um, who came here with her dream and who's so grateful to be here. So I want to speak with respect for the country, but this country is, I don't think you need, I mean, uh, some people might take this badly and outside of saying this, but this country is so divided and until people from, you know, we can't just look at it as coastal elites versus the rest of the country. We can't just look at it as sort of sitting there. We're sitting there quaffing, I, I like to say, you know, champagne socialists. I'm not saying any of us socialist, but, you know, like being liberal, but like with a sort of um, distaste or disgust at people in the middle middle of the country or in other parts of the country who don't agree with what we're saying. We are adding to the problem. Do you know what I mean? Like we have to understand that the division is such that it's never been dealt with. People think that it was dealt with. The divisions have never been dealt with. And the divisions are coming up now when next year America goes through her Pluto return in 2022, February 2022, It's coming. That's why this year for this country, America, is going to be so intense because she is going to be reborn. And when you are reborn and when you're birthed, there's that dark part where you go through the birth canal just before you see the light. And so it will be challenging, but for each of us as individuals, there's also going to be miracles this year. The, The amount of technological innovations, the amount of amazing ideas and geniuses that are going to come out, the amount of ways that people who weren't able to share their wisdom and their, their creativity and their, their genius. Now and they have these platforms because of the internet. Like somebody who previously would probably never have got a publicist or an agent or this, that and the other, can now just have their computer and their laptop and a website and their Instagram or whatever it is that they want to do and can share their gift with the world and become viral and, you know, to help the world, and not just for their own sake, but, but put their goodness into the world. So I do think this year is going to be a year of mixed bags.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, if
2: it, if, in terms of any words of wisdom for sort of the community, what I would say is that to the degree to you will know in your heart and soul where you're at, because in your stomach, like if you're already finding this year very challenging, and I'm not saying that finding things challenging means that you're not spiritually evolved. Please don't misunderstand me. but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, well, yeah, like, if
1: that was the case, I am an actual inchworm. No 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 I'm
2: not, I'm not saying this. I want to make that very clear. But what yeah. I am saying is is you will know in your heart when you sit quietly with yourself as to whether or not you are in alignment. And when I say whether you're not in alignment, we have moved away from me consciousness to we consciousness. We've moved away from hustling and grabbing and climbing up the rung of the ladder to a way of operating more effortlessly with alignment, with a flowing energy that is just, it's more of a divine feminine energy. And if you are still finding yourself in a challenging situation where you're out of alignment or where you're dealing with still a lot of destruction, just know that you're not a bad person, number one. You know, you did not think wrong, but there's still some more of that destruction that needs to take place so that you can get on the right track for those of you that are on the right track like was you would be the same as myself like massive gratitude for the fact that you know you've been on this journey and now integrating it and holding space for the others around that aren't on that level you know that aren't there yet because everyone's going through a different challenge and I know certainly for me there's been years that I've had that have been like Wandering in the desert, where it's just like, you know, I've had to have other people hold space for me in my evolution. And in a sense, whether we're doing it one to one individually or we're doing it just through the because our vibration is higher and we're putting that energy into the world, we are holding space for others. And I think that's really important to sort of remember. We're all mm-hmm. in different places at the moment, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're saying it kind of without saying it is like the best course of action on a personal level for this year is not to react to whatever the triggers are that we have with the world or each other because like you said it's just adding like with or without our involvement on a personal level to what's happening it's happening so if we respond from a place of like anger then it's it's just literally fanning the flames that's exactly it. The other thing I was about to say about flames,
2: it's like, are we stoking the embers? Are we pushing mm-hmm. the embers and fanning the flames? Or are we dowsing them? Are we bringing in that quality? And, you know, the quality of water is mercy. In Kabbalah. In, in it's like they talk about the energy of mercy. And we need to inject a lot of energy of mercy into mm-hmm. the universe this year, in, into the cosmos, and into our lives and for the world. And that comes through little acts of kindness, and it comes through integrity, like checking in with self,
1: I just want to add to what you're saying is it's normal to get triggered and we don't want to do like the spiritual bypassing thing of like, it's fine. I'm dealing with it like and I'm I have compassion and you still have all this like tension and like insane energy, but you're just trying to tell yourself like for me, it's been about going through the process of holding the vision that I have of harmony and compassion, but knowing that I can't just get there without working through it. So I think that's like a big part of it.
2: and and also yes it's not love and light it's not oh love and light like no one needs anyone to write another mlk quote okay yeah no one cares like honestly not interested in what people say i think this is something you mentioned before as well walk your talk whatever your personal talk is whatever you say that you are as a human being we're all saying different things walk it live it be a living embodiment of your values And that's the best gift that you can give. And hopefully there are good things. Because I think anyone, apart from people who are completely insane, which clearly there are some people like that in the world, most people, even if they have strong political views on one side or the other side, whatever, when you ask people what they care about, most people that are normal people, they care about their family's well-being. They care about their loved one's well-being. They want to have a nice home, food, enjoy themselves, safety. They want that, to enjoy things. Like they want, it's not like they are so, you know, that we want such different things. Like, we have to remember that. And I try and always humanize the person rather than everything does not need
0: to
1: be
2: politicized.
1: Mm -hmm. But it is right now, which is just like very challenging.
0: Like we, Steph and I have different views around COVID. And I think that that represents where a lot of people stand in America. Like for me, I'm not looking online for information. I'm looking to the World Health Organization. And that's like, it stops there for me. And there's other people who are questioning it more. And it's my hope that we're able to still love each other in spite of that differencing of opinion. It's just important to say because maybe it can be an example of that for our listeners who might be running into that with their friends too, the people that they love.
1: Can I ask an astrological question past this conversation? Because before we wrap, I want to... I want to just look into later parts of the year as well because I think there's so much more. I appreciate you saying that, Elizabeth, but I also think there's so much more about this year that we should, totally. you know, like, right. We've only really gotten to March as far as like the <laughs> pastors are concerned just because there's so much to unpack. So like, how does Is it, it look? like hot girl summer again or what? So look, no. The eclipses,
2: so the eclipses this year continue in the Gemini Sagittarius axis, but later in the year they actually start to move into the Taurus Scorpio axis. Guess what, you two? But I good. actually
1: think that my nodes are Gemini and Sagittarius.
2: Yes, I think they are, actually. And therefore, well, Elizabeth says, well, anyway, you're having your nodal returns.
0: So, but, that but, sounds but, sexual. Our yes. nodal returns. Like very <laughs> that sounds very dexterous. sexy. I say it in my nasal British accent as well. <laughs> yeah. sorry about that. Not I'm very like, sexy. Anything
1: you say sounds <laughs> like <laughs> You're handy. having your nodal return. Bring a condom. Ooh, it's going to nodal return.
2: <laughs> and Uranus will soon be present. <laughs> yes <laughs> um, but stuff 2021 watch out for Uranus um, yeah um, so so we are still having so the eclipses will be on I think it's May 26th we have a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius And June 10th, we have a solar eclipse in Gemini. So, eclipse season comes in the summer. Okay. All the retrogrades this year are in air signs, which is very interesting. The first retrograde of the year actually is just starting just as this episode goes out, just after the Leo full moon. And guess what? The retrograde, first retrograde of the year is in Aquarius, which is beautiful because the Aquarius parts of each of our lives both individually and collectively is what's getting a lot of attention at the moment. So it gives and us. What's a,
0: the date of that for those of that us, starts on the third with a pen and paper? The starts 30th on January thirtieth
2: of January for three okay. weeks. Yeah, so we're you know we're already in the shadow zone, which is great because it's an amazing opportunity to really take this time, especially when things are still locked down and there's a lot going on that's you know out of our control to go inwards and sit like what's my contribution what are my goals really this year how do i do i still have the same dreams that i had a year ago two years ago does that really align with what i am now retrograde to all air signs in the summer it's going to be in gemini then later in the year in the fall it's going to be in libra which is going to be about our relationships eclipses end of may middle of june then in november and in December, so November, the eclipses will start a slow move into the Taurus and Scorpio axis. If you are a Taurus or a Scorpio or a Scorpio rising or a Taurus rising, I think I can see to you ladies who are, it, the next year or so beyond November, that 18 months, is a super fated time for you guys because it's going to be about us really, dealing collectively and individually with those themes of Taurus and Scorpio. So this is about money. It's about finances. It's about our banking systems and structures. It's about, you know, the value that we give money. It's about different currencies. It's also about debt. It's about sex. It's about secrets. It's about deep transformation. Then we finish the year with just before my birthday, my solar return, a solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So hi, that's, <laughs> mm. hi. new brand new year for Ambi. Great. I'm excited <laughs> about that as I become a great grandma. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it's um, so so the energies of the eclipses this year are still going to be bringing up more of that stuff that we saw last year. Like I said, social justice issues around the summer, around the eclipses. You know, there's still going to be a lot of that. There's still going to be a lot of like there's probably still going to be quite a lot of unrest. But towards the end of the year, you know, Taurus is getting a lot of attention. Taurus parts rules of life for all of us, which is money comes down to like our, the very system. Like why do we pay what we pay for a good or an item? Like what is the value that we put on someone's time and the energy that we gets put into things? Why is it that things that are really good for us have a price point that most people cannot easily mean that they can make it a part of their lives? How do we change all of these things to make it that we're living in a way that honors Mother Earth, you know, and Mother Nature, and that also honors our evolving needs as human beings to incorporate more wellness into our lives, but makes it more affordable. I am really hoping we're going to see a lot more accessible wellness and affordable wellness. I think we're already seeing part of that, but I feel like we're going to see more
1: of that.
0: There is a democratization that has started that I th- that started pre-COVID that I think because so many businesses had to pivot, everything is becoming, you know, by the grace of the internet, there's so many tools, free tools at that that are, that we're seeing pop up or even just like minimal buy-ins that before would have been like so spendy. Yeah. That's definitely as as our eyes are on the magnifying glass or on the industry, we're certainly seeing that.
2: Yeah. And and I hope also to see, you know, just as a lasting thing about sort of wellness, I hope also to see just deeper integrity in the wellness industry, not just through diversity and inclusion and you know, understanding cultural appropriation and how that should be happening and just commercializing it in such a way that it just becomes soulless. Hopefully we're also going to see sort of like real teachers come back. And, you know, sometimes they're real teachers and not people who are on Instagram with hundreds of thousands of followers or, or, or online at all, but they're just, they're the fonts of real wisdom and real knowledge. And I think that we need to remember that, you know, and so in some ways we can, we should enjoy the internet this year with all the energies and we will enjoy it without thinking, you know, pick up a book turn the internet off and read a good old book, you yeah. know, like like be your source of information knowledge because we have to remember that when our brains are trying to take in that much information in one go, we weren't designed to operate in that way. And it is overwhelming for us and it doesn't necessarily serve us. And we also have to have that energy of discernment this year of what is the truth, what is actual facts and what is my truth? Because I think what a lot of people are saying is, my truth is a fact, no. There is a difference between what your truth is and what you desire and what the facts are. And how we operate within that is going to be the challenge for all of us. But, you know, it definitely continues to be a year. This theme, by the way, as well, with Gemini Sagittarius eclipses of international travel being really restricted, as we're seeing already at the moment, you know, there's more lockdowns are going to come. I think that many of us, you know, this idea of this sort of globalization and like, being a global citizen we are global citizens we are all part of the one human race but I think that that restrictiveness is going to continue through to 2022 also social distancing the astrology says social distancing is not going away anytime soon even if most of us got vaccinated it's just one has to get to a point we have to get to a point of herd immunity to really protect the most vulnerable in society because a vaccination doesn't necessarily mean that you know oh, you're fine and you're not going to get it and no one else is going to get it because it's about herd immunity. And that takes time. So there's patience is really required this year, you know, from all of us.
0: I think that whereas last year was just finding footing and like day by day, one foot in front of the other. Now I think there's an energy around like having like a general understanding of the landscape and like building from there.
2: Exactly. And building from that. that's exactly it. It's, it's, it's understanding, it's acceptance, it's integration, it's building, it's educating yourself. It's, you know, speaking your truth and honoring your truth, but doing it with integrity and with kindness and compassion. It's about seeing your own shadow. We've all got it. We get triggered all mm-hmm. the time. It's showing us something we need to heal within ourselves. We heal it within, we heal it with others. It's having compassion for those less fortunate than us and understanding through every choice we make, we are making a decision and a choice that has a ripple effect on everyone else around us. What do, Let's make choices with more consciousness.
1: Ambi, thank you so much. This was so helpful, illuminating as usual. We as are so grateful to have you as our cosmic tour guide all these years. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for having me,
0: guys. And, and wait, we've got a, one, one industry that I have um, on great authority that has flourished throughout COVID is the candle industry. And I have to say, Uh, (laughs) no, truly, there's a there's a store in West Hollywood called Candelarium. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's on Santa Monica. I was talking to the manager there when I popped in there a few months ago. He's like, our sales have never been better. So there's one hilarious. A lot of people taking
1: baths. (laughs) A
0: lot of people need just a little Mm. soothing candle to get them through. I have to tell you, Ambi, your alchemy store that launched in 2020 so beautifully that not only is it a Reiki charged candle, but it comes with a little uh, scan code for a sound bath, which Mm -hmm. is just like you've really niched in to like where you're at, and they smell glorious. Oh, thank so, you, guys, um, and that's very sweet of you. Out.
2: Um, I yeah, you know, I took two things I'm obsessed with: scents and sound. And we fused them with my business partner John, and we made the Alchemy Store. And um, hey, maybe we can do something for your your audience at some point and just give them a gift because I know you guys maybe, love yours. Yeah. We'd love yes, to do a maybe, little. Maybe giveaway.
0: we could do a little giveaway, guys. Giveaway. Share this episode. Tag. Ambi at Alchemy Ambi tag so retrograde tag at the Alchemy store on IG. Come follow us. There you go. You're gonna win some candles. I'm burning it right now. I know. She's literally. I
2: remember when you texted me, Stephanie. By the way, and you said that is so weird. You've just got your one with what was
1: going on with you, and then you got my. It was like perfect timing. I was like, I'm channeling the conjunction. I must light this candle. Otherwise, yeah. That's what an alchemy
2: candle does. uh, They smell so
1: good. And the the sound bath is really, really a cool accompaniment. So
0: hats off.
2: Listen, thanks so much for having me. And if anyone has any questions and
0: we can whatever. Perfect, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We love you. If you're into the episode, as we said, share it with a friend. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Melissa Todd. I'm Stephanie Sambari.
1: Bye next week.